Greetings, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. I'm Jeff Desiato, and I'm excited to have with me another local entrepreneur, Karen Wolfley of The Shabby Attic, right here in the heart of Lansdale Borough. So, Karen, welcome. Thanks Hi. for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. So, we, we got together the other day, got to hear your story in depth, and I just really thought it was perfect for what we talk about here on the podcast. And um, so, just to start out, why don't you just tell everybody what the Shabby Attic is and what you do for a living? Okay. Well, it's a vintage furniture store. We take old pieces and rehab them and uh, refurbish. So, we'll take things like TV cabinets, cut them up, make them into kitchen islands. Uh, take barn wood, scrap wood, make tables out of them, that kind of thing. So um, a lot of upcycling going on around here. Yeah, so upcycling. It's, it's a catchphrase. <laughs> That's great. Um, so why don't you uh, just tell us the journey that you, you've been on? I know, I know it's, it's been a long one, and it's been one fraught with uh, obstacles and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and ups and downs, but I think um, just it'll inspire people to hear that may either they have a vision or an idea that they – are hesitant to act on. Um, one of the things I like to do is bring people on that have had that vision or idea and actually taken the leap and mm-hmm. followed it through some of the obstacles and uh, valleys that come with being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and, a, and a business owner for sure. So why don't you, I'll let you um, just kind of take people on the journey and uh, as, as I feel necessary, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, so. sure, no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, Long and winding road, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of wind up in a business like this where you, you never intended to start out uh, to start out that way or wind up that way. So um, my background, I have a, a psych background and, and, and a, a BFA, so I had uh, dual degrees. And <clears throat> I kind of always swung between working in the psych field and working in um, the arts field. And uh, lo- really loved them both. And, and uh, I wound up working for a furniture store um, just because I had decided to step away from the psych field and had kind of gotten burned out a bit and wanted to do something fun and um, more designerly and, I don't know, just express my artistic side a little bit more. And so I wound up going into furniture sales, which is really weird, but I used to go out and design rooms for people and pick out colors and design drapery, all that kind of stuff. So um, it kind of just happenstance that I came across a job like that, and I loved it. So, and I found that I was really good at sales. Uh, maybe, maybe it's the psych background. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe that helped. What I did thinking. a lot of, I know that design is a lot of marriage counseling <laughs> when you're working with couples to design a room. But um, anyway, so I wound up um, leaving that furniture store to embark out on doing interior design and um, custom uh, artwork and mural design. I went out on my own to do that and found that I was kind of hitting hitting walls, you know, where I wasn't getting new business. I was definitely had um, some really great clientele, but I just was having a hard time finding new business, so I wound up opening a storefront. And so I was taking old pieces of furniture, fixing them up. At the time, uh, Rachel Ashwell was really huge. She had, like, exploded the... She, she coined the term shabby chic. So everything I was painting was white, you know, unless mm-hmm. otherwise uh, specified, you know, I was painting white. Um, sometimes I'd have... Uh, uh, clients, design clients that wanted something specific and I would do that for them. So I found out I had a knack for it and I really began to love furniture and because I was trained really well, I I was at a higher end furniture store, um, they trained me what good quality furniture looks like. Mm. So I was able to look at a piece and say, oh, dovetailing and 
um, it's maple or rock maple or cherry. And so I kind of knew, knew the foundations of what was good and what was to, what could be fixed up and what you could flip. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I wound up having a little storefront, and I really failed at it. <laughs> so it was in a bad location. I thought it was a good location. turned out to be bad. had a really crappy landlord, <laughs> excuse my French. But, uh, okay. And so I just wound up um, just in the hole. And um, at the time, I had, uh, uh, was dating somebody, and we were planning on getting married. So I, I changed some things in the business, changed my location, and really reinvested. But, uh, and I was doing really well and then ran into a few um, problems with the economy. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Where I hit a lot of roadblocks with that and uh, uh, wind up having to really struggle and was paying employees but wasn't paying myself. And, and I, uh, my husband at the time you know, was really encouraging me to stick with it. And I just wasn't sure. And we were, we had, um, were planning on having a baby. And so it was a lot. It was a lot to – it struggled for mm-hmm. a really long time. But I learned a lot out of that. I think you definitely learn a lot from your failures more than your successes mm-hmm. most of the time. But uh, I really kind of had to get beat up in order to, to rethink the business. And then I went through a divorce, and that really left me um, with no money and no plan. You know, mm-hmm. I was very unexpected, and uh, I had an 18-month-old at the time, so I wasn't really sure what direction to go in. I was looking for jobs, and nothing was panning out. I had two degrees but was unemployable. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanted to hire me. That's a very common story anymore, Very common. So, you know, I kind of did this sort of like railing towards the heavens where I was shaking my fists at God and saying, what do you want me to do with my life? And, um, you know, if, and the, the thing I had that crossed my mind was, you know, if you want me to, to really do this business, then shut all the other doors, you know? And so that's exactly what happened. And I really said to God, I was like, you better send people because yeah. this is, ex- this is exhausting. I got a baby in tow. You know, I'm a single mom now, and it's just too much, you know. Mm. So I had a, few, a friend who turned me on to uh, Facebook advertising. He really kind of showed me the way with that and how to, how to use that, even though I had almost no money. And he, uh, he really revolutionized my business because at the time you could really steer certain advertising uh, towards your particular demographic. And that's where I really hit hard. I mean, I only had a few dollars a day to, to invest into it. Mm-hmm. But it, I went from 150 followers to 2,000 in just a little over a year. And then after that, it was exponential. So mm-hmm. it started just driving the business. And everything I was posting on Facebook, you know, people were sharing, sharing, sharing. And um, people were seeing what I was doing. And what it, types of things were you sharing? Uh, before and afters, mm-hmm. you know, taking some piece of just dumpy furniture that somebody left on the side of a car. Literally would take a picture of it at the curb yeah. and then show it all done, all fixed up, um, repainted with new hardware on it and um, in a new setting. And it really, that that's what people said they loved the most. And it was, I found that it was very inspiring. It was kind of twofold where I was inspiring that uh, folks who were following, but they were inspiring me as well by their response and saying, you're so talented, keep, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. I love what you do. I watch everything you post. That kept me going on the worst days. So that, that really was just huge for me was to have the, the big social media following. And, and it opened the doors to a few cool opportunities and partnerships and I don't know. It's just it just really it changed the face of my business to really drive it, and and I was really intimidated by the whole social media thing because I didn't know if I was what I was doing was right. Mm-hmm. And I met with somebody who was a PR person one time, and 
uh, happened to be a customer of mine. And she says, you are doing everything right. And I said, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, no, you're hitting everywhere. Your instincts are right. Just visual, visual. You're putting visuals for people up, showing what you can do, show your talent, you know. And one of the personal missions for myself was even, I never rested on my laurels. If, if we did something really cool that, let's say, 250 people liked it on my Facebook I would try to think of the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what can we do to really rock this page? Because eventually, I did shut off. I stopped paying for advertising. Yeah. I had enough following that it was expanding on its own. But I kept thinking, what can really drive this? So we, we should, I, and my goal was to do things you haven't seen on the Internet. Yeah. And that, that's always been what really has made people the shabby addict addicts, you know, that yeah. they really are hooked on what we do because we do challenge we're not I'm not doing what you just see on Pinterest I want to do something you haven't seen on Pinterest yeah. so that that's really huge is to try to be um, not just kind of follow the trends but be an innovator which I think is is really huge for mm-hmm. for keeping yourself vital and relevant yeah I think uh, something you had said before and just to give people an idea of the timeline when you were doing this this was before the advent of Pinterest right. on a grand scale the mm-hmm. way it is now in the DIY movements and what I see when I look at those social media things is like every, the situation is always ideal, mm-hmm. you know, just like anything on the internet. Like when you, when you watch commercials, like someone always has like a rugged terrain backyard for their right. Tonka trucks and things <laughs> like that. They don't live like in a town home or something like that. Right, so right. when you look at stuff on the internet, oftentimes, and people are saying DIY, a lot of that stuff is, it's prefabricated. It's, right. they're going to Ikea and buying something at full price. And, you right. know, as opposed to like, actually scavenging and right. you know which i think uh, when you like you had said on the curb you know is that is that how how you really got started was really just driving around and finding old pieces auctions and, was yeah. really big like uh, there's a couple like really dumpy little like no no or, state no. sales uh just you know because again i um uh i'm a single mom yeah. so a time is of the essence yeah. for me every minute of the day is precious and has to be packed with something yeah. um so i go to auctions mostly okay um to save time because I can buy everything, load the truck up, take it back, and then my helpers help me unload it and we clean it up and, mm-hmm. and, and get, it, get it rolling. So um, that's just a time saver for me. I do also do – I know what trash nights are yeah. in Lansdale <laughs> Borough. So, and I've posted on some fa- uh, Lansdale Facebook pages that, you know – I put a shout out. If you want to donate, we take donations. Okay. Um, they, because a lot of people know what we do. So we'll get calls – weekly that say, oh, I have a dining set. Come and get it. We, I, know yeah. what you, I know what you do. I, love, I want to see it changed. I want to see what you can do with it. So we're so appreciative of that. Yeah. And it keeps my overhead costs down if I can work as uh, inexpensively as possible. Um, we have a big space. I got a lot of rent to pay. Yeah. And so I try to keep things, uh, yeah, my costs down. I don't buy from the public a lot. And we get phone calls all day long about that because um, – Again, same for the same reason. Yeah. I try to keep my cost down so I can stay in business and yeah. keep doing what we're doing. I think that's what is really awesome about when you got started in, with social media is taking advantage of what's out there. Mm-hmm. That's free. And I think uh, a lot of the, the lie of starting a business, I guess, in a lot of people's minds is you have to spend money to make money, which it's true. Mm-hmm. But I think that hurts, or, you know, the money aspect is what keeps people stagnant and, uh, in their fear about, I can't do it, I can't succeed mm-hmm. because it's that money thing, as opposed to being, like you said, innovative, finding ways to drive the business and the traffic 
without breaking the bank. You yeah. know, there are ways. There's so many tools. If I'm spending money, it's got to be strategic. It's yeah, for the right. roof over our head or if it's for uh, really good supplies. There's certain things we are hallmark of what we use in terms of our paint. Um, that's where I want to put the money, but I don't want to. But I want to use the public and word of mouth as much as possible because it doesn't cost anything for you to have somebody brag about what you did, you know. And and the work speaks for itself when people have something in their home. I get customers say all the time, "My gosh, you know, all my my guests come over and they say, where did you get that?'" And then they direct them That's here. Awesome. So we're really referral-driven big time. You know, um, my custom, we probably half of my business at this point is custom work. So uh, people bring us their old pieces, and we, we tell, ask them what they want us to do, and then we totally overhaul so and um, so it, that's different than like the resale aspect. Like you actually, yeah. people will bring something that they already own and they just want a fresh spin on it, and yeah. then they'll take it back. Because if it was yeah. just selling furniture, I'd be out of business. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> sure. and and uh, I think a, a big um, tool for succeeding is 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 making yourself relevant to mm. the needs that are out there. Think and this business continually shifts, so we're co- continually having to change. Uh, what uh, what our focus is, and it, and it, and again, uh, custom has become like really huge now, mm-hmm. because people do realize even even though a lot of people are painting furniture themselves now, not everybody has the skill to do the specialized finishes yeah. or change hardware. They have no idea where how to go about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we've been doing that for <laughs> over a decade, so yeah. so they trust me and they've seen my work, so they trust we're going to do um, we're going to do something really cool. So yeah, you mentioned. Um Lansdale, the big space. So I guess that's a good opportunity to let people know. If you hear that echo, we are actually in the shabby attic, which is a very large space where there's furniture everywhere. There's design pieces, and that's what that echo is. And we're right on Main Street in Lansdale. So if you're local, come and check it out. It's 810, right? 810 West Main, Main Street. Street. And uh, we tell people we're sandwiched between two pizza joints. <laughs> we got Pizza Hut on one side and Domino's go. Pizza on the other. And it's really a... It's a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle to rearrange all this good food. Yeah, <laughs> you smell it when you're walking mm-hmm. out. So maybe try to get a partnership with them. To <laughs> yeah, send right. their customers over. No, I stay <laughs> out of those places. I'm yeah, trying right. to stay away. <laughs> That's right. Um, so you had mentioned something that I uh, I had heard, but I, I guess this is a good opportunity to confirm. Um, you had said the mural thing mm-hmm. that I wanted to come back to. Um, you uh, is it true that you've actually been the person who's painted some of the murals in Lansdale or been a part of those? Yeah, um, the Lansdale Mural Arts uh, Program, the LMAP, has been really uh, a great program started by, uh, her name is Ellen, she's over at the uh, Lansdale Business Center, she spearheaded it, and um, it, just beautifying the downtown has been really important. There's a lot of uh, blank wall space, and mm. it's so nice to bring something to the downtown. Uh, I got involved with it because I submitted some work when they orig- originally started the program. They had asked for art- they had a shout out for artists, and my background is in art. So mm. um, my my secret wish is to be a children's book illustrator. <laughs> oh, that's, <awesome. laughs> that's my that would be my um, passion when I when I retire someday. Yeah. That's what I'll do. But when I can't do furniture anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I had been asked to do. Um, a mirror, like they liked one of my designs mm-hmm. that I had come up with, and so that's on actually the West Carver building mm-hmm. um, on the other side of town. And um, then I, it was requested that I do the other one. There's like a cafe scene. Um, that one is on Wood Street, mm-hmm. Wood Street in Maine, and that's a huge part of the 
the ongoing revitalization in Lansdale right. was the Wood Street <clears throat> development yeah, uh, and the road and stuff like that. Yeah, it's some, giving some, bringing some life to this mm-hmm. old downtown. And I love Lansdale. I, I have a passion for Lansdale. I, I uh, daily try to contribute something to the downtown, you know, yeah. just by being here even, just hoping that, that there's something interesting to draw people in. And we do draw people from out of state. We draw people from New York, New Jersey, Delaware, mm. you know, and they're coming to Little Lansdale to see us. So we sent people to, uh, uh, you know, across the way for lunch, and you know, we try to get if they come to town, get them to stay. And yeah, for now sure. we've got the new um, some new restaurants that opened up, and it's good. It's all good. It's all and it's all bringing. Um, we want to bring money here, yeah. you know. So so if, if that helps, it's great. You know, if, if pretty little murals in town help make it feel positive like there's things going in a positive direction that's really good i think it's it's kind of an, an i'll use a big word analogous mm-hmm. <laughs> make me sound oh, I smarter than i am uh, <laughs> like a, it's a good analogy for what you do with the pieces in your Absolutely. store of yeah. revitalizing and, and repurposing taking it to a broader which uh you know there's the personal aspect but then the community aspect which i know is something that that i'm a big part of uh, you know in the whole real person real needs thing is mm-hmm. about being authentic to who you are, being generous, mm-hmm. and then building community around you. And I think that's a that's really cool that you also contribute not just from a loc- being here and and bringing your business here, but also contributing to help others be successful in Lansdale as well. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm very much about shopping local, and we try to support local businesses as much as possible. Lord knows we eat out lunch enough here yeah, <laughs> in the <right>. downtown <laughs> alone and buy enough coffee. Yeah. But um, you know, part of uh, my shop is bigger than just it's what you see. Yeah. There's a big mission that I think that we're on behind it. And, uh, and I think you're right. It's reflective of, of um, there's a big, there's just a bigger scheme going on and which mm-hmm. is to um, share some of this upcycling to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's not just uh, second chances of furniture. Mm-hmm. It's second chances in life. So, you know, I'm gone through divorce yeah. and survived that and being a single mom, I'm surviving that. It's it's a bigger picture and I think part of what we do is is we relate that through our Facebook through our Instagram. I tell my story. And it's like we have a mission bell over our shop. Um, there's so much more going on than paint. It's it's survival. And and I think when I share what goes on in my personal um, life and just things that are happening in my life. People relate to that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can relate to um, people who look so polished and everything on these DIY shows. I think they can relate to me saying, I'm having a really crappy day. Yeah. You know, um, let's all eat bacon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my posts yeah. last week, I think was, <clears throat> it was a rainy day. And I said, I, I said something about just ordering bacon from the local diner yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Just bacon. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's how that's how people connect, and I think that's what keeps people coming back. Is they know I'm the real deal. They know that there's something truthful here. That I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, even in furniture. I make mistakes, but I own it. I admit yeah. it. It's you know, it, and we're we're all in the same boat. We've all got struggles. We all everybody has something that they mm-hmm. have to carry with them. But it's all about. Uh, keeping going and being hopeful and I think every time I approach a piece of furniture 
and decide to redo it, I'm hopeful that it's going to be something beautiful. And I think that's just, uh, that's the way I was raised. You know, you just kind of, you just have to get your big girl pants on and keep rolling, you know? So I think, I think, um, I think that's what keeps people really just following what I'm posting. They know, they know there's something, there's something happening here. There's a person behind it. There's a heart behind it. I think that's huge. I think that that gets lost on a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. in businesses. And I, I shared with you, you know, I, and I've shared on the podcast before is that that's something that I really gravitate to myself, which is how I present myself as well as a person, you know? And I think that's one of the things that my wife and I have been following you even before we met, mm-hmm. like, because there was that aspect where it's like, I feel like I know this person, mm-hmm. you know, and I really never really met you other than, you know, a few days ago, officially, mm-hmm. I, we've come in the store, you know, stealthily and, and kind of just walked around and stuff. But um, I think that's really a core piece, especially in this age, because I think that people are, are striving, or not striving, but they're, they're yearning for that authenticity. Mm-hmm. They're yearning for somebody who is committed to others and using the gifts that they've been given to benefit those around them, not just add some more money in their own pocket kind of a thing. You know what I mean? And I do realize that I'm, I'm kind of a torchbearer in some ways Mm -hmm. and, and trying to shot a light and um, lead the way. Not that I'm so great or important or anything like that, but you know, I kind of had these circumstances thrown in my lap Mm -hmm. and what do you do? You, you know, either you could crawl in a bottle (laughs) (laughs) or you can stand on your feet and say, I'm not going to let all this stuff knock me down. I'm going to keep rolling. And I have a lovely stepdaughter. I have my son. I need to be their hero. You know, I need to lead the way. I need to be strong. And um, uh, so it's very important what I'm doing here. And, and I think, again, everybody has struggles. And I think it's good to see somebody who, like an underdog that yeah. wants to win, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so That's really cool. I think uh, for those of you who uh, follow the podcast and stuff, I have a mug in, my, in the picture of the logo of the podcast. And it actually is a Lansdale mug. So um, you know that we... Uh, that I have a heart for Lansdale as, uh, as is Karen. And, um, you know, your story I think is, is inspiring the fact that you didn't, you didn't take some of the things in your life as a doorway out and, and like an escape route, I should say, you know, a lot of people would, would go through some of the obstacles and just say, well, it wasn't meant to be. So mm-hmm. I'll just give up on what I really want to do. And, uh, it's inspiring that you kept going and mm-hmm. kept taking another shot at it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we, we might give up too easily. Yeah. And, and it's it, not easy. It's, yeah. it's very hard. I work six days a week. I work mostly when my son goes to sleep, it's like my second shift, yeah. but, um, but I know what we're doing here. And, and the days that I do want to quit my customer base, they keep, they're my cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, please don't ever go away. Please don't ever close <laughs> your doors. You know, we just love what you do. So that, that really keeps me going. Cause I really, there are days I do want to just chuck in the towel and say, I'm just going to work for somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. just easier. I need vacation and weekends, you know, like, for can sure. I have those back? But you know, I realize what the footprint that I'm putting, not just in the community, but in my kids' lives and in mm-hmm. other people's lives, um, you know, I just need to keep holding the torch out below. Yeah, you know, just I as think best you know, I can. <laughs> like you mentioned, your children—they see what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, I was raised by a single mom, and mm-hmm. um, that that it leaves a mark uh, in that you you see the sacrifices that are being made, mm-hmm. and it makes you have that attitude as you grow older. I know that's for me. Like I, I witnessed, and I've been around people that have made huge sacrifices for me. Mm-hmm. So who am I to take all that's been given and, and 
bestowed on me mm-hmm. and just hoard it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that your son, your stepdaughter are seeing that mm-hmm. and it's going, even if you don't, I mean, they don't understand it at a grand level yet, but I think um, just from my own experience, there's going to come a day where it's like, wow, like that was very inspiring mm-hmm. that they didn't quit. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they didn't throw in the towel mm-hmm. because things got hard because there's a lot of people that like to use, you know, their, the situations like you said that are thrown in their lap. Like you didn't ask for all these things to happen. You didn't say, all right, bring on some more hardship, yeah, but right. they use that and they become like the victim mentality instead mm-hmm. of like, how can I be victorious in this certain mm-hmm. situation? Like mm-hmm. I want to, to be able to turn and laugh at that mm-hmm. and say like, you tried to knock me off my path or whatever, but I was able to keep moving forward. Yeah. We're uh, scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we junkers. I mean, we're, yeah. we're tough. We're, right. <laughs> we're made of tough stuff. You know, you, if you can climb in a dumpster in a skirt. <laughs> you're, you're made of steel on the inside. So that's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've, no, I've done it. Yeah. I can't relate so much in real estate. There have been some, some of my clients that are, you know, investors and flipping, you know, with houses, what you do with furniture. I've been in some disgusting houses to let them see them. So, I mean, that's the closest I can get to, you know, like stains on carpets. Some of the options I go to are pretty much like that. Yeah, Yeah. you're like, I don't know what's on these walls, but it's not dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I have a good immune system now, though, so. Yeah, that's good. My wife Mm -hmm. does, too, from being a school teacher. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, whatever doesn't kill you makes Mm -hmm. you stronger. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, why don't, uh, at this time, you give people an opportunity to, to reach out to you, mm-hmm. um, share the, you know, share where they can find you online sure. and, and their, your contact information so that yeah, they can sure. uh, follow you on Facebook and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we are located at 810 West main street in Lansdale. Again, we're next to pizza hut <laughs> Domino's pizza on the other side. Um, on Instagram, I'm known as the shabby addict lady. It's all one word. And, um, we post stuff four five, six pictures a day. we really, we put a lot of, um, um, visual stuff out there uh on facebook we're the shabby attic of land and you'll see uh when i first started on facebook i was the only shabby attic now there's like 10 Uh, so (laughs) yeah people ripping me off man Uh so (laughs) so um so you can go on there and it'll say lansdale we have uh over sixteen thousand followers on there which is i'm really proud of that so yeah i have a little bit less than that. Okay. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah, we've, we've worked hard for that. So. It's interesting because like you put stuff and then I make videos. That's one of the things that I do. And there's ridiculous like how I, you know, Monday morning goals. And there's a video of me how I wish I would get up on mm. Monday morning and I'm leaping out of bed fully dressed. And, you know, and then there's the, the real deal of what I'm, it's like. I forgot to mention, too, yeah. we are on YouTube. So okay. I do have a YouTube. Uh, it's the Shabby Attic as well. And. Um, I do have how-tos on there, some instructional oh, stuff. Excellent. So we're planning on doing more things like that. Um, we're getting – our following on there is really starting to move. I'm really shocked that we're getting new subscribers every day on there. And uh, one of the things I do is I have a little show called Fix My Furniture where I go out in people's homes and fix it up. We've got four episodes on there. Oh, that's awesome. Where I do like a little maybe 10-minute whatever um, where I go and uh, – save somebody's <laughs> horrible, you know, whatever, dresser or armoire, and um, we give it new life, and t- and it's great. It's in home, so it's That's fun. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please, uh, anybody who's listening, t- it takes three seconds. You all have phones that allow you to access this stuff, so go on and like and follow uh, Karen's business, The Shabby Attic. Um, let her know that you heard about it on the Real Person Real Needs podcast. Let me know that you heard about it on the Real Person Real Needs podcast, because that always makes me happy. Um, so 
very quickly, I had one more question that I wanted to ask you or mention. You had commented about how you said when you were starting out, you didn't know what you were doing, but somebody who did said, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, In my own personal experience, I've had those comments as well, where I'm not, you know, I'm not educated on how to post things on social media. And a lot of times that can be an obstacle for people who are like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it instead of just trying Mm -hmm. and like, what would I like to see? So I think that's really important for people to hear as well. Like if you are looking at what other people are doing and trying to mimic that, then you are already chasing your tail, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like, like you said, you don't want to look like the DIYs on Pinterest. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I feel that, um, why would you want to copy what somebody else is doing who's already doing it better and has been doing it for a very long time? You need to find out what's unique about what you're offering versus, and I deal with this in real estate all the time because there's hundreds of thousands of real estate agents that I'm competing with on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to you know shabby addicts that are stealing your name and that kind of thing. So I totally <laughs> can get that. But differentiation, and I think that the root of being different is being true to who you are. And I think that you're doing a great job at that. So, mm-hmm. thank you. I really Thank appreciate you, I think you coming too. on. And... I mean, I think you have to stand out from the crowd a little mm-hmm. bit, and it's risky. Yeah. It's, it's very risky. It's easy to just kind of blend in um, to what everybody else is doing, and um, there you do take some elements of that. Yeah. I mean, you want to make yourself marketable, mm-hmm. but um, I think um, it's just so important to put your mark out there. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 there's a, it's almost like with the internet now, there's so much white noise. Yep. Like there's like a million people painting on Ferger on Etsy. There's a million people on eBay selling this, that, and the other. You know, what makes you, what makes people stop in their tracks and say, you're different, mm-hmm. you know, and, or I trust you, you know, I trust yeah, your huge. work or, and it is. And I think, again, coming back to that being real is so important, being authentic mm-hmm. and just putting it out there and, and, um, I do that. I try to get to my know my customers very well. So if there's every, it, it helps in the long run when, if yeah. there's ever problems that come up. Sure. They know that they can count on you to, to fix whatever or, you know, or they'll, you know, they're bringing, they're paying you good money for a service and you want to do right by them and they need to feel that you've done right by them. Mm. So I think that's very important. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, people getting to know your story makes them feel like they already know you, trust you, mm-hmm. and want to do business with you, which yeah, is I'm not huge. going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, to win it. well, thank you so much for taking thank the time you. out of your busy, busy schedule to do this. Um, you can find Karen online, The Shabby Attic, in Lansdale. Um, follow her on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and uh, that's it. But thank you very much. Okay. If you uh, got something out of this podcast, love to hear from you. You can email me directly, Jeff. G-E-O-F-F at realpersonrealneeds.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can subscribe to this one, Real Person, Real Needs. So get out there, be authentic, transparent, generous, and uh, give back to the community around you. Be a real person who meets real needs. Thanks for listening and Godspeed. Godspeed.